Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the podcast. My guest today was actually recommended to me by Spencer Anderson from the first episode of the podcast. Uh, but he is he's a really cool dude. Uh, I had a lot of fun recording this episode and he served in Milan, Italy. And he has some amazing stories, some great stories about the Italian culture and some of the differences in his missionary work compared to those of, of the United States and, and of South America as well. But please give it up for Jake Strong. You are listening to The Life of a Missionary, a podcast that dives into the experiences of former missionaries of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Enrique Nunez, and I will be your host for the journey of these mission stories from all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show, man. Yeah, not a problem. Appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so I, I believe it was Spencer that served in South Africa. I'd have to check it. No, Spencer was in the DR. Well, there's another Spencer. Oh, another one. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'd have to I'd have to check it again. <laughs> I just do all these all these all these episodes, and it's kind of weird. But he was telling me that they would just be sitting there, and some guy would be running away from his from riots and stuff and they would just grab people and they'd put tires on them and they'd light them on, on fire and then like roll them. I don't know. Something, something like that. That's but crazy. then the next day I was listening to another podcast and this guy said that he was down there in South Africa. And so the people that they would grab were, were thieves or they did something wrong. And so the, these mobs would, would catch them and do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's so weird. But it was interesting because it happened like back to back. That's weird. So I had never heard of it. And then all of a sudden, two days in a row, I, he- I hear about it. There's like something so. like, uh, like a known law about that. Like when you think about something, you're like, right. It more. It's like when you, what it's called. It's like when you meet somebody for the first time mm-hmm. and you're like, Hey, I saw you. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> but all right. So you served in Italy in mm-hmm. Mil- Milan, Milan or in Italian Milano, Milano. Mm-hmm. Wow. That sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> But the girls love you, huh? Uh, well, I'm married now, so That's only okay. one girl. <laughs> well, it, it worked, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, how long did it take for you to to be comfortable speaking Italian? Um, well, so like when you're leaving the MTC, you feel like kind of confident after nine weeks, you know, like yeah. just this basic crash course of a Latin language that you've never heard before, and um. Then you get to Italy and you're just like, F. Like, I don't, I can't speak or understand a word. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just miserable for like six months. Yeah. Then about six months, <clears throat> you can kind of say what you want and you're mostly understanding. I feel like understanding comes faster than actually speaking. Right. Um, and you just have to be super dedicated with it. Like, we didn't have dinner um, on our mission, but we had two hours for lunch because the whole country shuts down right they take their like one to three it's like a siesta, in siesta. Spain, but they don't really call it anything they just call it lunch hmm. um but <clears throat> everything shuts down everything like one time we were late getting off of a train at like 1 30 or something and we were like oh let's get pizza so we stopped at this pizzeria and everything as mom and pop shops there's no like big chains right like even like big shopping centers and stuff are like way on the outskirts of the big cities. Um, and so you have to take a bus to get to them. So you just shop in all the mom and pop shorts stores everywhere. Maybe I said the pizzeria, they're like, we we're like, can we order something? They're like, no, we're closed until and we opened at three. And so we're like, all right, well, I guess we'll go home and make something. But so we get one hour for lunch and then one hour for language study. Um, some of the missionaries were kind of lazy and they'd eat lunch and then they'd take a nap for the oh, other yeah, hour. Of course. <laughs> heck but, yeah uh, man it's yeah. kind of hard not to right gotta follow but, the law uh, of the land dude <laughs> but um so i for when i was like my first like three months that's what i did because that's what my trainer did but after that like he was just like you suck at the language you have to study while so, he naps yeah while he naps <laughs> it was terrible <laughs> right and he's like write down your questions and we can talk about them when we go out and do stuff and i was like all right so he kind of sent me in a good path. And then after about six months, like I said, you start getting like understanding and listening a little better. And then about a year, 
You can s understand pretty much everything and say pretty much anything you want, but it just may not be grammatically perfect. And that's where a lot of missionaries get really comfortable and they start <clears throat> making it so they can't, um, they don't try and progress anymore in it because they, uh, you know, if they have questions or something, then they'll ask people on the street or whatever. But whenever I read a word or heard someone say something, I'd write it in my little black book and then like get the dictionary and look it up when I got home. Mm -hmm. um, but so, yeah, about a year and a half is when I got like grammatically perfect to the point to where my accent wasn't like, because Italians have like this accent, you can just tell that they're from Italy and they're born in Italy. Well, they and like, they can't, can they kind of sing? Yeah. When they talk. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you don't, they can just tell. And so they'd ask me, they're like, I don't think you're Italian because your accent's a little off, but you speak perfectly. Like, are you Italian? Mm. And I'd be like, no, I'm not. I'm American. They'd be like, oh, we're from, you know. So like at a big, at a year and a half, I got to a point where I was like perfect at the language. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> I'm sure I messed up here and there, but, you know, it was near perfect. We'll that's sweet. And then obviously understanding everything. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, that's exciting, man, because I, yeah, I had companions that would speak, that would learn Spanish. Mm. Um and one one companion in particular was very good at Spanish. I, I would always give him crap, but because it's difficult to compliment people. Mm -hmm. But he was really good, man. And I was like, that's that's impressive. And it's just impressive how fast people can pick it up and how fast uh, you can speak it so well. Yeah, so. and that's like one thing. Like whenever people move to a different country, or like when people move here and they don't speak English, it takes them years mm -hmm. to learn a language, even if they're like going to school and stuff yeah. for it. So that's like a, one thing for me is just like when the Bible talks about speaking in tongues, it's not just like some gibberish that you start speaking like right. angelic language or whatever. It's the ability to pick up on things quicker if you put in the effort. Yeah. Yeah. I, t I took two years of French in high school and the, the sh four weeks that I was in the MTC, I learned more French there mm -hmm. than I did in my classes. And I, I didn't even go to a different language or a different country or anything. I just, picked up whatever other missionaries were learning or, yep. or knew. So yeah, man, I totally, I totally believe that. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Um, well, you said you ordered, and this is a question, just a random question, mm -hmm. but you guys said you were going to go order pizza. Yeah. How is the pizza over there? Because amazing. I've heard different stories. It's amazing. <laughs> so like, it's just like little blobs of mozzarella on it. With oh yeah. Ba yeah. With ba like fresh basil leaves. That's what's called a margarita. Um, <clears throat> and you can get that in a few plate, like blaze pizza. The mm -hmm. chain is actually pretty close to like real Italian pizza. Oh, wow. If you make it, you know, obviously correct and don't throw on like a million toppings. Right. Or whatever. Um, but the pizza is amazing. But if you go to Italy and you say you want pepperoni pizza, pepperoni in Italian means bell peppers. Oh, so <laughs> you have to ask for sausage pizza basically. Okay. Which is, salsicha or mm -hmm. um like for them the actual pizza is called diavola it's like spicy pizza mm. like devil pizza basically <laughs> yeah because um, italians hate spice oh. the only spot that eats a lot of spice is calabria which is in the heel of the boot that area uh -huh. and that's where like we're that's why that's where people like when they think of italian sausage and it's spicy and stuff that's where that comes from okay but yeah pizza is amazing and food in general <clears throat> like when I got back, I was just like, man, the food here sucks. Yeah. I bet. Like in the United States. Well, everything's so fresh over there, right? Everything's fresh. I, like one city I lived in, it had a farmer's market every single day in Torino, which is where the Olympics were in 2006. Mm -hmm. A farmer's market there every day, fresh stuff. And so we would do most of our shopping there because it's right. super good. Like they even have like fresh yeast blocks that I would use in making my pizza dough and stuff. Like you can't find that here. Right. Did you, did you learn how to make pizza then from scratch? Yeah. Dang, man. It took me forever. The very first time I made it, it was not good. <laughs> not good at all. Um, like um, I realized that the most important thing about making pizza is the crust. Mm -hmm. If you don't make a flavorful crust, doesn't matter what the sauce tastes like. Doesn't matter what toppings you have on it. It's gonna taste terrible. Interesting. So I, like, 
obviously as a missionary, you don't really use the internet that much. <clears throat> At least then we didn't. Now I'm sure they use it a lot more. Every but, day. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then, you know, in 2011, 2013, like it's not that long ago, but a lot of stuff has changed since then. But anyways, it's like I couldn't go on YouTube and be like how to make pizza. Right. You know, so I'd ask all the members every Sunday and all that kind of stuff to like ask them, hey, I'm doing this for my pizza crust. Is there anyone on the ward or anyone that you know that can help me out with this? And they'd be like, oh, just add this and that. And then so over the course of like a year, I finally got it right. Mm. It took forever. That's that's interesting though because that's how we that's how life used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you wanted to make a cake or if you want to make a pie, you, you had to ask. You people. had to ask people. You had to ask you know somebody, call somebody up and say, hey, I'm having trouble with this. Mm-hmm. And now we're we're spoiled. I know. <laughs> we're just so going spoiled YouTube for everything. Yeah. Somebody asked us on the mission, "What's the hardest thing for you guys as a missionary?" I'm like, well, probably that we can't Google things. Yeah. <laughs> And or I don't like, know if or like words or, you know, like yeah. where you're trying to learn the language, just having, cause we didn't even have smartphones. Oh, you just had the flip phones. Not even that. They were just like a brick crappy, like indestructible phone. We had a slide one, mm-hmm. but yeah, you don't, you yeah. don't have any of that they stuff. Just call and texting. That's all it could do. Mm-hmm. And I think it had like snake on it. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I haven't seen that game in a while. Yeah. We would have missionaries call us like uh, Spanish speaking missionaries mm-hmm. and they'd be like, Hey, how do you say this word in Spanish or in English? Yeah. And like it's this. Oh, okay. I'm like, see, I told you <laughs> <laughs> where, you know, not, they could have just used the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's super funny because it, like when you go on a mission, especially now, like you have all these amenities that make life super easy and then you go on a mission and then it feels like everything's taken away, but not in a bad way. Right. That makes sense. Um, well, it helps you focus. Yeah. And so that's like you, like, I, you know, they talk about it all the time, like it eliminate distractions. Yeah. And so when you eliminate, like, especially with the political climate in the U S like on a mission, you don't want to be distracted by that. stuff. Right. You just want to be there for what you went out there for. That's true. Yeah. I was completely away from the world for those two years. Mm-hmm. Like, and you don't care. You honestly mm-hmm. don't care once you're like in it. Yeah. It's like, man, eh, whatever. Like the only news that you care about is what's happening in your city. That's it. Yeah. And the church news. Yeah. So and even then you don't even know when that happens until. Yeah, that's true. You have like zone conference. That's or true. Were you on the mission when mm-hmm. uh, Sister Monson passed away? Mm, probably after. That was about 2013-ish. Then it was probably a little bit before. I don't remember. Because I want to say, let's see. I, yeah, I don't know. It was anywhere between April and May, June, July, July. I probably just got home then. And okay, missed it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we had a we had a sister Monson on our mission, mm-hmm. and so there's only leader sex that isn't like, hey, just let you know that sister Monson passed away. And we're like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. And we're like, like our sister Monson or sister, oh, yeah. <laughs> sister Monson, like the the prophet's wife. And like, oh, the prophet's wife. wife. <laughs> and they're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's still sad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Whew. It's like, uh, not too bad. Um, well, yeah. So, so how were you with the mission rules? Cause you were, we were talking or we mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. What were some of the, the mission rules that you didn't really well, see eye so to eye? <laughs> I'd probably say I was like, I followed the rules about 90%, but, um, I don't know what it was about my mission, but like when you hear stories about like missionaries in South America and how crazy they are and stuff like that and just all this weird stuff that happens like in my mission I would probably say that most of the missionaries were like actually a hundred percent obedient oh wow and so I was like kind of infamous like even missionaries I've never met before they would like I'd introduce myself and they'd be like oh you're on Seattle strong and I'd be like yeah Anciano strong. Yeah. So Anciano is old. It means like literally elderly. Oh, okay. Um, but because we're Italian missionaries uh, and we're special, we use Anciano, um, instead of elder. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. Just a little more prideful thing. Anciano strong. Going to Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's like the Argentines of, <laughs> of Europe. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we like, I would introduce myself in these like, greenies that would have 
been there for like a couple of weeks would know who I was, which was weird because I really didn't even do anything that bad. <laughs> um, it's just that 10%, man. <laughs> yeah. Like it's weird. Like, um, like I, when, cause our schedule changed between summer and winter. So like winter was wake up at six 30, um, summers wake up at seven so we could stay out an extra half hour oh, in the evening. That's cool. Um, cause you know, people go out and do stuff right. during the summer and it's warm, so you don't care to be out longer. Um, but anyway, so like, uh, I wouldn't wake up that earlier half hour to work out cause I didn't care. Right. And so I'd sleep in that extra half hour, but I'd be up in time to shower and stuff like that. And then our mission president wanted us to be completely dressed up for personal study and companionship yep. study. I just chilled in my garments for personal study. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they, they drilled that into us too. Yeah. And then, uh, I got dressed during companionship study. So, I mean, I don't know if it's, uh, I could see a reason why those rules. So you don't like waste time or get distracted while you're trying to talk about people and stuff like that. But it's just like one of those things where I just like, I have a problem with authority sometimes and right. I just I'd like to do things in my own way which isn't always right but that's just kind of who I am um and then like I refused to go out when it was raining mm. like I still to this day I hate going outside while it's raining you didn't like, like today huh like <laughs> I was inside all day <laughs> okay um but during those days when it was raining like that's when we would go through like we were I was still productive like we would go through like all of our area books, like some of mm. the cities I was in, like we had like nine area books that were just completely full and overflowing. It's like, we either got to throw all these out or go through them. Mm -hmm. And so some, like the people that were only taught like once and then no follow up, no number right. or address, stuff like that. We would just like go through it and throw away that stuff. Um, and then I would take that time to like call less active people because we had a whole lit we had a one of my cities we had like a list of like 1200 members for the ward but there was only like 150 active people mm. so <clears throat> i wanted to uh, you know do more or less active work in the area i didn't see a point in bringing in new people when there's so many other people out that right. have already accepted it that don't want to go anymore um but yeah so like i was still productive in those types of things but just because I didn't go out when it was raining, I think that's what got out that, oh, Anciano Strong doesn't go out when it rains. So he's a lazy missionary, you know, but when in actuality, we actually did tons of work. Right. Yeah, that was productive, but, you know, just stuff like that. So it's not like I was super bad at all, but I wasn't like, for my mission, it was seen as bad because mm. everyone was like over the top obedient. And it was super strange because when I talked to my friends that served stateside or South America, stuff like that, they're just like, yeah, you still would have been my most obedient missionary in my mission. Hmm. So it's like crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely depends on the mission. Vegas, I think, was a little more lax too mm -hmm. just because of where we were. But I think you just are sent to the right place. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> it's so weird. Well, because, like, with everyone being the way that they were, if I would have gone to, like, a South American mission, I probably would have been one of those really bad missionaries. Yeah, that makes sense. So going to a place that was like that, like, almost forced me to be in a spot that was still better than most other missionaries and other missions. Right. But for my mission, I was considered, you know, bad. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That's an interesting point of view. Yeah, because mine, my mission seemed to have so much temptation around, mm -hmm. obviously, Yeah, that you're either in or out. Like, there's no in between. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of forces a lot of missionaries to be on the good side of it. Mm -hmm. So, like, <laughs> speaking of, like, good or bad, um, during the summertime, um, doing tracting in parks was the best way to get lessons because um, there's just people on benches just chilling or you know sitting in the grass just talking I don't know how Italian people live but mm. like work and stuff like that and then be able to go to a park at like 10 in the morning and just relax that's kind of cool. weird but anyway so parks are just full filled with people during the summertime and so we just like, sit on benches and talk to people um, but 
Italy has a weird culture, or just Europe in general has a weird culture about, um, at least compared to here, about nudity. So there'd be all these topless women just tanning in the parks. And so we had a saying in our mission, like, if you don't look once, you're not a man. But if you look <laughs> twice, you're not a missionary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but those are the easiest places to talk to people because you're right there. You're in front of them. They're not busy. Did you ever talk to those women? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. like, I would not have been able to be a missionary. Yeah. <laughs> The earth, uh, the earth, at least I would have got to. Yeah, that yeah, one. that's tough. Especially because you're only 19, 20 years old. Yeah, and you have, and you have no interaction with women at all. That's so, true. Like when you see a topless woman, you're just like, you don't know how to handle yourself. Yeah. So I just stayed away. Yeah, that's that's smart. Um, but normally they were like in the middle of the park, and we would just stay on the walkways and near the benches and stuff like that, and talk to people. But yeah, so that's one of those things that's just like, you try not to be bad, but it's like impossible not to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> I guess some missionaries would just be like, yeah, I'm just not going to go there. But but it's the best place to contact to teach people. people. Yeah. That makes sense. That's tough, man. Mm-hmm. That's rough. That'd be like going to teach at the strip because that's where <laughs> people are <laughs> but worse. most po- Yeah, where people are most uh Because even prevalent. on the strip, they still have laws against, you know. Yeah, that's true. Like you can wear pasties, but that's you can't take <laughs> off more than that. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff. Well, Cause there's people that like hand out cards mm-hmm. and those have oh, nudity yeah. on mm-hmm. them cause yeah. they're like for strip clubs and stuff. But it's like, mm-hmm. what the heck man? And they're just, and they're all over the ground. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, man, you can't look anywhere on the strip without looking at something. Yeah. I remember when I was like 10 or 11 and my parents took us to Vegas, they were just like, don't look down <laughs> or <laughs> and, <ever> anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're like 10 or 11, the, you don't really like look for that kind of stuff or right. notice it as much because you haven't hit puberty yet. And that's so it's true. Not, it doesn't attract your attention as much. That's true. Yeah. That's rough, man. But it definitely helped me like mm-hmm. staying away from it. Yeah. So that's, I know what to do when it comes up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's scary. Every mission has their own stuff, man. It's crazy. Yeah. But where, what areas did you serve in? What cities did you serve? In? Or I guess what did the mission cover? And then what did you serve in? So my mission covered one city in Switzerland, Lugano, and which is the very north middle of Italy. Okay. Just above Como. And um I, I feel like I have to look at a map or something. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well bring one up. Um cuz it's ba- basically on my mission cuz Italy is about the size of Arizona, so just having two missions in all of Italy is like covering half of Arizona. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but it's a lot more populated, isn't it? Yeah. Italy. Yeah. There's like 30 or 40 million people on that little peninsula. Sheesh. Yeah. Tons of people. Um, like Rome, I think is like three or 4 million. The city I served in Torino has like 1.3 and Milan, I think is like two or 3 million. Like there's a lot of people there. And I've heard that Rome isn't actually that big. I like, don't know. I haven't like, been. Oh, you haven't been there? Because mm-hmm. that's a different mission. But yeah, so if you go north <clears throat> against the Alps there. Milan, okay. There, above Milan is Como. Yep. Um, that's one of the cities that I lived in. Um, George Clooney has a lake house there. They filmed a scene in Star Wars there. Um, I think even in Ocean's 12, they even had a scene in Como. Like, it's super pretty. Sense. Yeah. Well, it's right next to, like, a river or something. A huge lake. Yeah. La- okay. Lago yeah. di Como. Man, you know your stuff, dude. Mm-hmm. If I didn't know you, I'd say you're making this up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can fact check it if you <laughs> yeah, want. No, it looks, it looks, nice. it looks cool. But it's super, super pretty. Um, it was one of my favorite areas. I only spent a transfer there, but, um, it was really, mm. really pretty. Um, and so we had one city in Lugano, which is Switzerland, and they were part of that district that I was in. Okay. Um, and only because the visas for French and German-speaking missions take all of those visas allowed for Switzerland. In my mission to go to Lugano, you had to have an Italian passport. So you had to be from Europe. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So only Italian mis- like oh. missionaries from Italy or like from England or whatever – could, could go, go there. there. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. But I went there on an exchange once, and it was super pretty. How'd you How'd you get through? Border security isn't that tight. Oh, 
as long as you have a passport, it's not like I'm living there. Oh, it's okay. Like I'm staying a night. Right. You know, so it's not. It's like, yeah, they're the same people. Mm-hmm. They got shirts and ties, whatever. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I lived in, uh, or I started in Mantova, which is a little bit above Verona, or Ver- a little bit above Verona, which is where the House of Juliet is from Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. What was the city called? Mantova. It's like uh, Central East, Mid-Central East, Italy. It's like you have the curve like this, and then just follow that curve down a little bit, and then go inland a little bit. It's like, yeah, go. <laughs> I, I can show you later. All right. <laughs> oh, I see. I see it. You see it? Mantova? Yeah. yeah. Or in English, they say Mantua. Mantua? Yeah. Yeah, I see it. Um, so that was where I started. And I don't know why, but it gave me, do you remember what it's called when you're like on an island fever? I think it's what it is. Like when you feel like you're trapped on a certain place because you can't go anywhere. Um, So there's like this huge castle there and like all these bridges and rivers running through. And because I obviously had no idea where I was at. Right. I felt like I was on an island and I felt trapped. Um, But once I like kind of figured out where I was and got my bearings and stuff, then I realized that it wasn't actually like that. Right. But you just like getting plopped into a place that you've never heard of before. You kind of feel like that, especially when you don't have access to Google maps. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of a, almost a scary feeling. Cause you're like, I can't go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like I don't stuck. know where it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can relate to that as well. And I think that's why people bond with their trainers so much is because mm-hmm you literally look up to them for everything. You're right. basically like a child. That's why it's called like your birth city. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys use terms like dad and uh-huh. Yeah. And so my trainer was my dad, my trainer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then my, uh, trainer's dad was my grandpa. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a worldwide I, thing, man. Yeah, Everybody had, does it. Yeah. And then I had like a brother and stuff. Yeah. Like no sisters, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> we had, what did we do? Cause we had sister training leaders. And I don't remember what they were. They might have been moms. Yeah. I think the sisters did the same thing as us, but so they had moms and daughters and stuff like that. <laughs> it's, it's so, so weird. weird. <laughs> and then you have your death city, you know, like yeah. I'm dying here. Who killed you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> this guy killed me. Yeah. What did you guys call your, your second companion? Um, bottle breaker. Your bottle breaker. Mm-hmm. That See, that one's different. The second trainers or the second uh, companion is always different. What what did you call it? We call them polishers, mm. bottle breakers. Yeah, I haven't heard that one before. Because they take away your bottle. Ah, uh, okay. You're, you're not a baby anymore. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> That's good, man. Dad's not there to take care of you anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. How how often do you guys speak uh, English? Pretty much all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, and except I had two Italian companions, and they didn't speak English. Uh, one of them didn't. The other one did. And the other, the first one didn't care to speak English or learn it at all, um, and so I was only with him for one transfer. But I had Italian companions back to back transfers. Mm. I don't know how people do it in South American missions because my brain was just fried at the end of every day, only speaking Italian. And this was like a year and a half when I was in, so like I was speaking really good and understood everything, but just speaking Italian only every day for. 12 weeks just like i was exhausted that's interesting. Yeah, that's cool. exhausted well you're using that intellect to mm-hmm. focus and to try to speak a different language that you it's different well i mean at that point it was almost second nature because i'd been there for a year and a half okay. but it was still super exhaustive on my brain right that's cool though mm-hmm. <laughs> well sometimes i'm like driving down the road and because i speak spanish and english at the same uh, as well mm-hmm. uh, and i learned them at the same time but i le- well i learned spanish first mm-hmm. and so sometimes i'll be driving down the road thinking in, in english and it's like man i'm, I'm tired mm-hmm. like let me just think in spanish really and then i get kind of rejuvenated that's just, interesting it's weird yeah <laughs> but I think it's something similar mm-hmm. where you you're fluent in it, but it's not your native tongue. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let me, let me go back to my, it almost, it's, it almost seems like easier, even if you're a hundred percent fluent, like almost native or even sometimes better than the mm-hmm. natives. Cause you don't use any slang. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my, cause my Italian was mixed like slang and like, right. book, but it was still more book. Cause that's how I learned. Um, but yeah, it's just like weird when you just like, cause when I got my English companion after those two guys, um, it was like almost relieving. Yeah. Super relieving. <laughs> it's just like, I can speak English now. Yeah. That's, that's going to be tough, man. Mm-hmm. And you were saying about the transfers that you guys take your train, the trains from city to city mm-hmm. to meet up with, with these new missionaries that you're going to be with. Yeah. So if you got called out for transfers, um, one, I'm not sure if your mission was like this, but my mission was super weird as like the gossip. Yeah. Of what was happening. Yes. Just like, oh, this guy's going here and yep. this sister's going there. And just like, these guys are getting kicked out over here and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> so, would happen all so the time. You like call everyone, you know, cause people keep their pass along cards as like mementos from each city and yeah. they all have the missionaries numbers stamped on them. Huh. And so you can call all different missionaries. That's cheap. That's so genius though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We didn't have, well, so it was, it was literally a game of telephone. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. We had, we had certain people that would do it. Like my trainer was really into that. Mm-hmm. And so he would just call, just call. And like, cause we had our transfers were Monday and they would start calling Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as we got to the apartment, he would start calling. Yeah. It's like, just all right, like, where are you guys yeah. going? Oh, we're you guys get your calls yet. Yeah. Where are you guys going? All right. And then we do like predictions. Who's going to be zone leader. Yeah, Who's gonna exactly. be? <laughs> <laughs> we would do. That's so weird, man. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. They, they would do that. I, I didn't do that a whole lot because I was like, I honestly don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm kind of just here worried about myself. <laughs> well, but, I thought it was just like an exciting thing just yeah. to like know and figure sure. out if you're going to be in districts with people and see if like people from the MTC that you bonded with a lot are going to mm-hmm. be, you know, if you're going to see them again or like some of my, some of my mission friends, like we never were in the same district. We never were in the same area. Sometimes we're in the same zone. And so I'm sure, you know, like you have that brotherly feeling with them. And so like, you want to find out if one of them's getting transferred when you are, so you can meet each other at the main train station in mm-hmm. Milano. Um, but yeah, like so some of our train rides, like we'd have to wake up at like four or 5 AM mm-hmm. to get there at, I think 10. Um, Cause that's when everyone was supposed to meet at about 10 AM. And you're supposed to just like, meet your new companion, switch off and go. But obviously right. when there's no supervision and you get a bunch of 19 and 20 year olds <laughs> together, <laughs> like you're all just like, Hey man, what's up? How's it going? I haven't seen you so Let's long. Let's go out to lunch. <laughs> well, like literally that was the only place in all of Italy that I knew of that had a Burger King. Where is that? Inside the train station in Milano. Oh, okay. And so like we'd all get our friends together and like, if you didn't know, your new companion was you kind of just didn't really talk to them mm. and you just like went off with your friends and uh like we all just got burger king together hung out for you know our lunch period basically hung out for a little bit and then you know like half hour, or like an hour or two later then we'd uh get on our trains and then head back to our cities yeah. but yeah it sometimes it was super stressful because you guys are so you rebellious to, <laughs> i know right <laughs> you had to catch a train and be there on time well right relatively on time we won't get i mean we can get into italian trains if you want but sometimes they're like three hours late Ugh. because of like italy goes on strikes all the time Ugh. Um, <laughs> most of the time they're like 10 15 minutes late though so i'm like i'm surprised i even showed up here five minutes early for this <laughs> <laughs> because being in it like I, europe in general i think is like this but being in italy like if you're anywhere between, you know, five minutes to a half an hour late, you're on time. Sheesh. So, so how is that with the church? Cause church members are like that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like some of them kind of just because of like introduction of like American missionaries and we're like always on time and stuff. Some, and like some of them serve in America. Oh. Some of them, some of the bishops and stuff, like they are about being on time and stuff. But generally speaking, like church usually started like 15 minutes late. Oh my gosh. Like if we were supposed to, so like sacrament was always last. Oh. And so we do priesthood first and then Sunday school and then sacrament. Cause that also allowed us to get our investigators 
to there, the, to the church, right? Because um, they only really need to go to sacrament meeting. <laughs> Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's great if they go all three hours, right. but um, it's nicer if they can show up at ten thirty, eleven versus nine o'clock. Right. What do you What do you think about the the two hour change? I know it's been a year, but I love it. We have church for two hours instead of three. I love it. For, Sweet, as yeah. far as a missionary perspective, I'm sure it's even better. That's because true. When you tell an investigator, "Hey, church is three hours long," it's like and you got to stay the whole time. It's like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, for sure. See you guys later. Even well, members, man. I know. Members <laughs> only want to go for three hours. <laughs> Most everyone dips out after sacrament. Yeah. So, but um, but on the other side too, as a missionary, like you loved three hour church because it means that you don't have to go out and walk and talk to people, and you know it's almost like a three hour relaxing period. Yeah. Unless well, you're in a branch where. You're basically forced to teach every week yeah. or give a talk every week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we had an area that didn't have a branch. Mm-hmm. It didn't have anything. And so they told us, yeah, you're opening up an area in Spanish. So good luck. <laughs> Jeez. That's it. That's all so it was. No, no meeting house. Nope. How many members did they put into it? Members. No, nothing. No. Literally nothing. No. Just you two. Yeah. So it was split into four English wards. And they said, go down there and see what you guys can do for Spanish. So we went through everybody's area book. We had an area book that was seven years old. And we went through everybody's ward. um, Mm -hmm. And we picked out everybody who spoke Spanish. Let's see who speaks Spanish. Let's go visit them. Let's see if anybody wants to home our group. And one bishop did because he went to South America on his mission. So he's like, Mm -hmm. let's do it. Yeah. And... Little by little, we would meet in the Relief Society room. That's funny. <laughs> and then we'd have our sacrament meeting there. All and the so, other wards are going through. Yeah, yeah. So we'd do it at the same time as that as, the, as that English ward So because mm-hmm. we were the first ones. Yeah. So we'd have it at 9 a.m. in the Relief Society room, and we had like, we started with like three or four people. Yeah. <laughs> but then little by little, you know, it got bigger yeah, and bigger. Cool. Yeah, so it was tough, man. That would be it's super really difficult. sad. The <laughs> smallest branch I was in was, I think, like 20 people. Okay. And that was my last city. And uh, it was called a city called Ferrara. And I was there for one transfer. It was an awesome city, but honestly didn't really want to work at all because I was super trunky. trunky you super tired. Junkie. About to die. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so like I spent that last six weeks working a little bit. Um <laughs> but it was more enjoying Italy and the culture. Oh yeah. And so, like, we'd get gelato all because it was, like, spring to summertime. It was, like, April to June. So, like, we'd get gelato all the time. They'd just start having all these festivities outside. And so, like, you know, most of the time we would, like, skip the festivities and go and find people to teach or whatever. Yeah, to the (laughs) parks. But this time, like, we would just, like, I just was, like, you know what? I haven't really enjoyed it that much since I've been here, even though I did a few things to enjoy it on P-Day and stuff. But, um. Like, you didn't get to enjoy, like, the culture of, like, what people are actually doing for, like, these medieval events and stuff like that. And so, like, the city of Ferrara, it's a really small city, and they did that kind of stuff the entire six weeks that I was there. So, I don't know if it was, like, a perfect timing that I ended up getting there to enjoy that kind of stuff, but... Or if they do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't know. So, like, uh, like they would get in armor and walk around, like, this track and stuff like that with, like, their flags from medieval times or whatever mm-hmm. is pretty cool but like i would still kind of do missionary work while we were doing that because i would just talk to people you know they'd figure out where we were from why we were here and you know if we could get a lesson set up then that'd be great but or if not if not we'd give them like a pass along card and be like hey you know if you ever want to know more just call us so you're like yeah you don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> just make sure it's after six weeks from now yeah right <laughs> Now, I didn't mind teaching people. For me, it was more just trying to get people to teach that I got really tired of doing. Because mm. after, you know, two years of just getting rejected, of getting rejected, <laughs> like, you know, you talk to, I think one day I kept track of it. I Or if I think it was a whole transfer. We kept track of how many people we were talking to versus lessons and all that kind of stuff. And I think on average, I was talking to like 300 people a day what when you're in a high density place you know like you see tons of people 
Um, but yeah, it's so like on average, like 300 people a day and you'd maybe get like 15 people to actually stop Holy and listen cow, to man. you. And then out of those 15 people, like you maybe, maybe get one lesson to go actually teach them. Holy cow, man. That's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So obviously after two years in my last city, you know, I got super tired. Yeah, for sure. Is, is there any like, any, any like, um, specific way you go about tracting at homes because like in brazil they don't they don't have the the their doors so mm-hmm. they have to go outside of their gate and so they clap yeah i've heard about that or so for <laughs> so for us we kind of lied but not really oh you liars <laughs> you guys are liars <laughs> uh, <laughs> so in italy they all live in huge apartment buildings everyone every everyone it, and because hmm. we never really went outside the main city that we were assigned uh, to. Okay, okay. Um, because we don't have cars. And there's enough people to teach in that city that our mission prayer is like, just stay in that city. There's no point in going out unless, you know, you're going to teach members or have dinner hmm. with them or whatever. So in the city, huge, they're called Palazzi. So like in Vegas, they have the casino called Palazzo. Mm-hmm. That literally means like apartment building. Okay. That's um, pretty lame. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds cool in America because yeah. it's an Italian word. Palacio. Palazzo. Palazzo? Mm-hmm. Palazzo. For us, it's, it's Palacio, but Palacio is a palace. Yeah. It's so Spanish. It's a little different. So that, sound, that, well, that sounded cooler, but now it's like apartments here. <laughs> yeah, nah. right. Um, but yeah, so the Palazzi, um, we would go in, uh, like they all had, they're called chitofonos, like electronic telephones that you like ring to get in. Oh, okay. And so obviously we're not there for an appointment with anyone. We're just trying to go in and knock their door. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we would ring their door or like, we'd always say swoon their door. Cause to ring is suonare. Uh-huh. So we'd be like, let's go swoon this door real quick. You know, like your, we, your... we mixed English and Italian. Well, all how do you, time. what do you call that? What do you mean? Your English Italian. Italian. Cause Spanish and English is Spanglish. Um, I have no oh, idea. We'll have to look it up. <laughs> yeah, huh? I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, we do that stuff all the time, like mix Italian and English okay. like that. So we'd be like, hey, let's go swim this door over here or this building. And so we would ring the door and they'd be like, Kie, which is like, who who are you? Um, and we'd be like, Siamo missionari della chiesa, which were missionaries from the church. Mm. Now, that's where we're kind of lying, but mm-hmm. not really. Because yes, we are missionaries from the church. But what but, church? But when you think about when you're in Italy, Italy. <laughs> where the only church that they care about the is Catholic, church. Yeah. to them, you're saying you're missionaries from the Catholic church. Mm. And so sometimes they'd be a little honoring. They'd be like, well, who are you here to see? And then we'll be like, just like read a name on the thing and be like, we're here to see this person because we're knocking every door. So technically, yes, we are there to see mm. that person. Um, they'd be like, well, you got to let them get you in. And so we'd be like, okay, you know, whatever. We're just going to the next person. But most of the time we'd be like, we're missionaries from the church. And they just let us in. Hmm. Like 90% of the so, time. So you guys would just go up the list and ring yeah, and tell, all these. Yeah, and someone, we start at the top four and oh, tell okay. someone let us in. Cause Holy cow, if we Because if we piss someone off, you know, by not ringing the person that we're quote unquote supposed to. Yeah. Um then we know which one to not knock right? when we get up there because we don't want to make them more mad at us. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we would basically, that's where we're like, we kind of lie, like we're from the church and then we'd get in and then <laughs> like while, while we're actually knocking doors, we'd play a little game because every single um, building, sometimes they'd have like really narrow spots between the staircases where the handrail's at that it wouldn't work very often, but sometimes there was like a big square where they had um, like lots of space to drop stuff in. Oh gosh. And so we had this game where we folded up the pass along cards and however, which way we wanted to and whoever could get their pass along card to drop the farthest <laughs> <laughs> one for that building. And so like summertime is really difficult because all the windows are right open. And so it causes a lot of different drafts yeah. and stuff. But during wintertime, like sometimes you can get it to drop from like 15 floors up all the way down. Just perfect. Yeah. And so it so, doesn't sway back and forth. Yeah. So just funny <laughs> the things that you do when, 
you know, you don't have internet and when you're bored. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you're just knocking doors, trying to get a lesson and no one's listening to you and you just have fun in the meantime. Yeah. You know? And so I think that's one thing where you're like 19 to 21, you know, you're still young and a kid and you still want to have fun. And so you yeah. do little things like that, even though you're still working super hard. Yeah, for sure. I think that's something that people underestimate that when I was little, I would look at the missionaries and I'm like, Oh, they're older. You know, but you never really know how old. Yeah. But you would assume they're like 26, 27. But no, man, they're, now they're 18, 19. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Like, no super, way, super dude. young. <laughs> and you look back on yourself, like when you're 18, 19, you know, I'm almost 28 now. And you're just like almost a completely different person, completely different mentality and yeah, stuff like that. And you're just like, man, if I could serve a mission with what I know now, be a game changer. Yeah. Would you? No. <laughs> Am I glad I did it? Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Would I ever do it again? No. Probably not. Is that probably not or definitely no? Definitely no. <laughs> An elderly couple mission wouldn't it be that bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's like if I wasn't cut off from everything, then yes, I'd do it again. Because mm. I had a great time on the mission. You know, obviously, who won it in Italy? But. Um, <laughs> It's just like having to follow those rules that strictly again right? for two years and cut out everything from your life again when you're, you know, already established yourself yeah. a little bit and stuff. It's just like, I couldn't do it again. For sure. Just a lot of commitment. A ton of commitment. I procrastinate a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, doing that, it's, it's tough, man. Mm-hmm. I, I remember being tired all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to have tons of energy. Oh yeah. No way. There's no way. Yeah, and so if I did it now, like I'm, <laughs> I'm tired all the time now. You're taking Not naps all the that. time. Well, I don't take naps because I don't really like naps. But okay. like I took naps on the mission all the time because I was yeah. exhausted. Like once I picked up the language, I started taking naps. But <laughs> oh, that makes sense because mm-hmm. of that extra hour. Mm-hmm. Did you ever fall asleep in an appointment? No. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, we. Um, I don't know. I generally have quite a bit of energy. Okay. So. If I'm with someone, no, I'm not going to fall asleep. That's good. Have you fallen asleep in an appointment before? Uh, No, but I did fall asleep in a visit. <laughs> it wasn't an appointment. I don't even remember why we went there, but mm-hmm. um, I think my companion set it up or something, but it was like he, this guy had surgery. Mm-hmm. And so his stomach was outside of in a, in a bag. Oh, what? Yeah. It's That's weird. Gross. Yeah. Um, but we go in there and everything's dark. And so he had kind of like put like plastic bags over the windows mm-hmm. and he was watching TV on this little tiny TV, probably like 12 inch screen. And so he was like, Oh, just sit in front of the TV. So we literally sat with our backs behind it and he was right across from us. And so he was just talking and talking and talking and talking. Mm-hmm. And so and you just everything's so dark. Asleep. And I'm like, he probably can't see me cause I'm pretty <laughs> dark too. So no, it's fact. <laughs> it's factual. <laughs> But and so I'm like, I wonder if I close my eyes if he'll see. Mm. I'm like, let's try it. And then I'm like, I don't know how long I was sleeping, but I woke up and I'm like, oh crap, he's still going. Yeah. So that was the only time I fell asleep. But the only time we fell asleep was like train rides and oh, bus yeah. rides and stuff like that. Well, because you're calm and you're not doing anything. Well, and you have that peace. We're supposed to be talking to people, but uh, that's tough though, because mm. like you you don't know where these people are going. Here's yeah. a pass along card, but. Like we had a, so like sometimes like we would, people would ask us questions and then we'd talk to them and then we'd like, so we don't have anything better to do. So we'd get off the bus with them oh. and then nice. we would just catch a bus to wherever we were planning on going to talk to people. At. That's funny. <laughs> Cause it, like some missionaries get caught up with that. Like they have this plan and they only stick to the plan. Right. And that's like another thing that I don't like about like my mission, like being like that obedient is like you don't pay attention to the things that God puts in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like you just do what you had planned. Yeah. And so that also comes back to like, are you really being humble, you know, and looking for opportunities to teach? Because like some missionaries that I was with, like if we'd be talking to someone on a bus or something and we didn't have any appointments or anything, they would be like, no, we're not getting off the bus to talk, like finish mm-hmm. talking with them. And then I got to be like, why 
you know, we do that. <laughs> you know, like we don't have anything like the reason most likely why we plan that spot is to get onto this bus to talk, talk to, to them. that person, you know. Yeah. So it's like little stuff like that that kind of bothered me about my mission of being so obedient to certain yeah. things. Well, I I feel like um, it's a lack of knowledge when it comes to that too. Because when I was going out with the missionaries when I was when I was younger, I was like seventeen, eighteen, mm-hmm. and similar. They had they had appointments, and I followed their appointments. And so there was one particular time where we went on splits. I went on splits with this with this missionary, and we were in the in this lesson, and we had another appointment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh crap, it's time. Like we got to go. I'm like, hey, it's time. And he's like, it's okay. Like, yeah, we're teaching this person right now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, we got another one. I didn't know. Well, that's like know? one thing that was nice about being in Europe is like, we didn't care if we were late. Oh, that's true. That's good. That's, mm-hmm. That must have been nice. <laughs> like occasionally, like we'd look at our watch or whatever, right. but just to like get a gauge on where we're at. Yeah. And then like if we're in the middle of lesson, be like, text them and be like, okay, we're going to be here mm-hmm. at about this time. With your brick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had, well, I, I got into the habit of putting my watch on the inside of the wrist. Mm-hmm. Because I had a companion that looked at his watch once, and the guy we were teaching is like, "What? You have somewhere to go?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, we're just looking at the time, man. We just want to know where." So to avoid that, I just put it on the inside of my watch, and so whenever I had my scriptures or something, yeah, you could see. It. I just like look down. That's so. actually super smart. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I don't want that to happen to me, man. You got somewhere to be. Yeah, so um, that kind of stuff doesn't happen in Italy because time isn't like super important to them. <laughs> That's, that's, you know, that I, I have heard that Americans are very obsessed with time. Mm-hmm. Japan so, even more. Our friend that oh, served really? in Japan, he told me if the train was more than a minute late, everyone that had a ticket got refunded. What? And Italy is expected for it to be 15 minutes late. Holy cow, man. I wonder what, I wonder what causes countries to do that. Yeah, it's weird. Because here it's like, it's becoming like that. Where more if if you're late or something makes if someone or something makes you wait, if you throw in a, a like a complaint or throw a fit, mm-hmm. you can there's a chance that you can get your refund or whatever. Yeah, like that's crazy, dude. I don't know. Like in Italy, like they take there's some people that take off. Most of the people take off the entire month of August. It's called Ferragosto, which is like the. F- I think it translates to like the ferries or something like that for August. It's like vacation month and everyone leaves the city. If you don't serve in a beach city, it's a ghost town because everyone goes to the beaches, you know, because basically one giant beach because right. it's a peninsula. And, um, and so August was the worst for missionary work because not only were most of the members gone, most of the people in the city were gone. And it's just like their culture to work to live instead of live to work. Right. Here we live to work. It's the American dream. Yeah. Because <laughs> in America, like you, if you actually hustle and put in a lot of work, you can be a billionaire. Right. That's a real possibility. In Italy, it's a little bit socialistic. So, you know, it's possible, but not as easy to obtain it as, as, as it is here. So I think that's part of the reason why we work so hard here is because... <clears throat> You know, we, especially now with like YouTube stars and stuff like that Yeah. with our generation, like Kevin Hart puts it the best, like everyone wants to be famous, but no one wants to put in the work. Right. And so there they have the mentality. It's just like, I'm just going to relax and have a good time. I don't care to have all these amazing possessions and stuff like that and become someone that's super famous. If it happens, sure. But in the meantime, I'm just going to enjoy life, enjoy it. That's pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. It's like some of the mom and most of the mom and pop sto- uh, window stores would actually put up a sign on August first and say "Be back September 1st. Wow, the whole month. The whole month. That would be nice. Yeah. So not as a missionary, though. Not as a missionary, of course not. <laughs> um, that's kind of yeah. That's kind of weird to wrap your head around when you're not used to it. Mm-hmm. And so like it's terrible because you're. You can't go swimming. Yeah, as missionaries. You, know, you can't leave your city. You can't wear shorts. So it's like 
they're like 100% humidity, but they're also um, about the same climate as we are here, at least in the Milan mission. Yeah. And so humidity makes everything hotter and colder. Oh, yeah. And so like August, it would be like, you know, 105 or hotter, like 105 to 110, depending on where you were at. And then add 80% humidity to that. So like some days it'd feel like it's like 130. Yeah. And like we'd have our backpacks on and stuff. The back would just be yep. drenched yep. in sweat. And so like we had baskets for our bikes. So when we were riding our bikes, we can put our backpacks in there. So our backs didn't get as sweaty. Do you ever like lift your elbows up? Yeah, you're while riding, you're riding. So yeah. it hits your armpits. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know you're wearing a collared shirt with yeah. a tie and it's like on those hot days where it's just, uh, you know, where it's like miserable, can't find anyone to talk to, members are gone, can't get appointments and stuff. Like, I think there was like one day where we took like 15 gelato breaks. Holy cow. <laughs> it's because it's so hot. Because it's so hot. And in Italy, gelato is really inexpensive. Okay. And so you can get like three, like three scoops, three different flavors for like two euro. Which is like three, but four, three, bucks. four dollars, and so when you don't have any expenses but food, right? You know, and especially if you've been saving up money, because if you budgeted it like I did, like at the end of my mission, I think I had like five hundred dollars saved up. Whoa! And so, yeah, so like one day I took like fifteen gelato breaks because it was so hot, and couldn't find anyone to talk to, and so we were just like, just kind of wasting the day a little bit. You just talk to the guy behind the counter. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we're, did you go to the same guy? And occasionally, if like we had planned like park for that area, um, then we would. But like, I think like some days, like we were just like, let's just try all the gelaterias in the area. Yeah. And but so like, we would ask people on the street, be like, hey, where's the best gelato place in town? Yeah, everybody like, tell you different. Yeah, and everyone <laughs> would tell us different. <laughs> and so we try all these different gelato places, and then like. Um, in the apartments and stuff, some of the apartments, there would be like stuff like best pizza place to call best gelateria oh. and stuff like that. And so like we would like add to that list if we like found a new place. Yeah, that's just like, that's just up to somebody's opinion. Yeah. Cause what you think is good might not be as good for another person. But generally speaking, when you're in Italy, all the food's amazing. So right. when you find a really, really good place that's better than the other place, most everyone's going to agree. Oh, Okay. That's interesting, dude. Because as missionaries, you know, we break it down to price and right. flavor and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy that if you're outside of of Utah or Idaho, you have to pay for your own stuff. But like in Utah, people just pay for, for your everything meals, man. Yeah, my my brother in law served in Utah, and he said that I'd have to. I'd yeah, have I've to heard stories to like where they would just have no money. Yeah, and they just go in and yep. just be like. Hopefully someone pays yeah, for it. And they do. <laughs> and they do I every think he time. Said, he said either he paid once or he never paid for a meal. That's stupid. Like something ridiculous like that. Maybe it was like twice or something, but his whole mission. So like that's this one super crappy thing about Italy too is like <laughs> I'm somewhere where the food's the most amazing in the world or at least considered by a lot of people in the world that Italy is like the food country. You know? Right. And – um I probably only ate with members no more than 20 times. Oh, man. Even though I did, like, every time I got to a new city, members would love me and stuff like that. But it's just not, like, a huge culture over there yet to, right. unless they, like, served in the States or something and kind of got that sense. mentality. Um, but generally speaking, like, they do love feeding you, but it's not like, hey, let's get the missionaries over to feed them, you know? Right. So it only happened like maybe 20 to 30 times in two years, which kind of sucked. But yeah, that sucks. And like, you don't want to ask. I you did. Know. You did? Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't care. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like if it got brought up, it's just like if I got to talking to him about recipes and stuff like that, that's most of the time how I got invited over. Right. So I'm be like, hey, like I'm trying to make this type of pasta or like how do you make this type of pasta and stuff in the back? Well, come on over, Anciani. Like, I'll yeah. teach you how to do it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, we'd do something similar where it was like, what's your what's your favorite dish or something? Or what do you like? And so they'd tell us. I'm like, oh, I've never tried that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we'll have you over <laughs> yeah, sometime. Even though you probably did <laughs> it that <many> times. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. 
but hey man it's been fun it's yeah. already been an hour so that's crazy yeah i will tell you my favorite story before we go Let's though do it that kind of tells you how funny italian people are <laughs> so one time i was riding or walking next to these four old ladies on a bench and um like some people think i'm really rude when i talk because i talk at the same time that they're talking in america like you talk wait then talk right in italy you just talk over each other and listen at the same time and um like for me because i have sh- like really like short-term memory problems not like diagnosed but like i have a hard time remembering <laughs> stuff <laughs> and so if i don't say it right away i forget it and so that really helped me in italy because you can talk while other people are talking and it's not considered rude um but there's that's four. so weird <laughs> right? dude that's confusing man yeah and so there's these four old ladies and italians are really eccentric too so you think they're like yelling yeah. like they're yelling but they're just talking yeah so all these four old ladies were seemed like they were yelling at each other <laughs> but every single one of them was talking and to like each other. you know their hands are going all over the place and stuff like that and they're all talking and none of them are listening and so it's just like yeah italian people are just super what funny. the heck man <laughs> <laughs> You know, I we tried that once. Um, we were really bored and we were just driving and said, mm-hmm. I said, all right, let's, there's five of us in the car. I said, all right, well, this is what we're going to do just because we're bored. We're all going to pick a, a different topic for each person and then we're going to talk about it for like 30 seconds mm-hmm. just at the same time. Yeah. And so we're like, all right, you do this, you do this, you do that. Okay, and go. And it's like, it's so chaotic, man. <laughs> but that's what I did every day. Like, oh, I don't know how you do that, man. I didn't hear anything anybody else said because I was so focused on saying what I was saying. I don't know. You get used to it. Yeah, well, after two years, yeah, I guess. That's cool, man. But, yeah, thank you for coming, man. It was That was fun. That was, I definitely learned a lot. I don't know anything about Italy, so <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, Italy's <laughs> super awesome. I cool, love man. it. Well, maybe we'll have you up on the show again because that was that was pretty cool. That was fun. I mean, I could talk about it forever. So write it down, man. People say that they don't remember, and then once they get talking about it, mm-hmm. they remember all this other stuff. It's like yeah. just write it down, and then we'll have you on again. Okay, I'll bring my journal over next time. Sounds good, man. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening.